Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the landlord of the House of Hardcore, the heart and soul of professional wrestling, Tommy Dreamer. And how about this? It's a Tasha takeover. That's right, Tasha Steeles joins the Busted Open Podcast. We talk about John Cena's return on Monday Night Raw. Also, we get into Christian Cage and what he had to say on Dynamite before he comes back on Dynamite tonight for Blood and Guts. And also, as part of Pride Month, we speak to Sonya Deville. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. John Cena, one of the greats of all time. Tommy, you know, we talk about top 10 wrestlers. We talk about the Mount Rushmore. Do you consider John Cena to be on par with some of the greats that we talk about here on Busted Open? Yes, absolutely. Um, And I also think he's perhaps one of the greatest WWE homegrown superstars, if not the greatest. Yeah, I think if you made a Mount Rushmore of just WWE, there's no doubt John Cena would be on that Mount Rushmore. Tasha, you know, for you, John Cena defined a generation, defined an era that, hey, not a lot of fans look back on with fondness, that PG era coming off the heels of the Attitude Era. You know, that was a very, very tough thing to do. But what's your thoughts on John Cena? Um, when I first saw John Cena, everybody, you know, the infamous ruthless aggression and slapping the hell out of Kurt Angle and getting that handshake from The Undertaker, I thought that was a pretty cool moment for for John. Then I was like, oh, man, what what are they going to do with him after that? Oh, man. Um, then I started seeing a change and he started like wearing jerseys of different uh, states that they were in. And then you got the chain and, and the fitted. He was just, he went full blown hip hop. And I was like, I was like, oh damn. Oh, this is, this is a complete 360 here. Okay, this guy, he going full hip hop. All right, what's WWE doing with this guy? I'm, t- I'm, I'm intrigued, you know? So I started just, just paying attention to him. And he, you know, he rhyming to his songs and then making up rhymes in the ring, insulting people. And I'm like, oh, we haven't seen that in a long time. So he's definitely making that change from the attitude era that everyone is used to with the flipping off and the DX and all that stuff like that to 
he's making it more suitable for everyone now. And um, I thought that was pretty cool. And just the way that he would just carry himself to the ring. And I, I just thought that, you know, this, this is, this is natural John Cena. I think before when he was coming up, it was just something he had to try out. But I think this is natural John Cena, the, the way he is. And um, I thought it was pretty, pretty dope. And um, I didn't like the basic thugonomics, but I did love my time is now like I, that, that I can get into. Cause he had that MOP um, who's from New York, you know, they are artists from New York. So he had the MOP in the background and I was feeling that. So um, I was getting with, with, with John Cena and my time is now. And I just, I just love the way his swagger is, you know, he got, he got that little flavor in him. He got that little flavor. Okay. And the fact that he's not, he's not, you know, a spotty guy. He literally has like what, four or five moves that he does. And everybody knows what's coming next every time he does it. And that's just, that's just the definition uh, of, of a good leader in the ring. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and a great performer. So I was behind John Cena. I liked him a lot. He added some flavor to his uh, attire and he his, his swag game got up and he got over. And mm-hmm. Dave, I was blessed to work. John kind of was my deal when I worked in WWE. I worked with everyone when they first started and on the road and John was always a professional and I'll tell you what stood out because this business is all about respect. Uh, it really is. And early, early on when they first started to wanting to push John, he came to me and he said, Hey, um, there was suggested in the meeting to, um, use your finish as my finish. And I just wanted to come to you. If they don't, if you don't want me to do it, I won't do it. And I was just like, listen, this isn't you. I appreciate you so, so much for coming to me. Um, I'm not winning with it. And obviously uh, they want you to do it. So run with it. But just to come to another person uh, and, and say that was super duper cool because he cared when he didn't have to care. And they're like, we want to start pushing you, all that stuff. And and John is great for, for all the charity work that he did. And that whole um, hustle was it was nonstop for him and I have hung out with him. I've traveled with him. I have no clue how he was able to look the way he does and perform the way he did because I mean, we'd go to bed sometimes four o'clock in the morning and he'd be doing media that very next day and start his day at six o'clock. And he gave everything he could to wrestling, everything he could to WWE. He met, uh, so much criticism in a, in an era where it wasn't even merited. And I understand everybody has their opinion, but I mean, he, everyone, we're all talking about Roman Reigns. John Cena was Roman Reigns before Roman Reigns. He carried the company. And when you are the face of, you're the face of the WWE, when you're the face of the brand, I can shortly tell you when I was the WWE ECW champion, I was just like, Oh my God, like they have me doing media. They have me doing, there is no days off. And I'm just the face of the third brand that they really can eh, care about. And this guy's carrying the company and all the make a wish that he did. He did because he wanted to do it. Not because it, you know, he didn't want the notoriety and he was, he's awesome. He's an awesome human being. He was an awesome in-ring performer. And if I remember specifically when myself, Bully, Mark, we're all talking about how great John Cena is. 
and people were, you know, crapping all over it. All the veterans, all everybody's like, nah, he's great. And then what had happened once he started leaving is when people started appreciating him. Yeah. And that's something that you really, really got to think about. Um, so John is the man and I'm happy he got his flowers. Um, I, I love that they brought everybody back. I loved even the videos uh, that everybody posted and, you know, there was almost like there's a truce in professional wrestling right now uh, with rivals of companies and all that stuff. And so it should be because everybody, you know, who benefits the wrestling fans benefit. Yeah. And, and Tasha and, and Tommy, you're right. And, and Tasha, we always talk about this because you know this, you're a Patriots fan. So you dealt a lot with this with Tom Brady. There's greatness hate, right? Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. there's always the those haters because that person is so great. Listen, I, I'm going to be completely honest. And I was talking about this yesterday on the show. I was one of those fans that would boo John Cena. Because it wasn't what I wanted to see as a fan at that time. That PG product wasn't for me. So I would boo. But at the same time, there was respect. So you could boo, have fun with that. But you know what, Tasha? Probably you too. You could boo, but you know at the end of the day, you respect that person and what they do in the ring. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I booed him the most because my nephew could not get enough of John Cena. So every year for his birthday, I would ask him, hey, what do you want for your birthday? Everything is always the new John Cena shirt, the new John Cena shirt. I was like, oh, my God, this kid with John Cena. <laughs> I liked him because he went hip hop. And then I started disliking him because my nephew could not stop talking about him. And I was just like. There's other wrestlers, you know, like I had to try and get him to learn other wrestlers, but he would just his mind was just set on John Cena. Everything was just all about John freaking Cena. And I was like, all right, OK, yeah, I'm gonna have to turn this off. Yeah. Dave, let me ask you this. Um, did you boo Hulk Hogan? Yes, I did. You're just a dick. then. <laughs> I'm just saying is I love you. But did you boo him because you had such an affinity for the NWA? Yes, I was a flair guy. So as but a flair guy Hogan live and you you and I'm talking Hulk Hogan in his heyday and you booed him. Yeah, but I would be the uh, really the only I, I would be the only person doing that. I feel you know what I feel like now? Like you just use that word. I kind of feel that way now. I thought I was the cool kid booing Hogan and cheering Flair. But now I look back and I'm like, wow, I was a little prick. Like I should be buying in to what they're doing in the ring. You know, I was like, well, but I was, I was an NWA Flair guy, you know, so I used, I couldn't stand Tommy, those foam Hogan yellow fingers, the yellow number one fingers that they used to sell at the shows. Like that, that was me. But I, but like what Tasha's saying is you're seeing all the kids with the merchandise. And when you're like, get to be like 13 and 14, you're looking at that and it's not the cool thing. You know why it's not the cool thing? Cause it's not for you. And I think in a lot of ways with pro wrestling, the attitude era was for the teenagers and for fans in their twenties. And now there's a product and there's a face that's a difficult thing to be the face of a new era where there's going to be resistance. That new era, that PG era, the, the face that John Cena was, was for a much younger audience. So I think Tasha and Tommy, I think that's a big reason why he would get booed. Well, my, my, what I was example was 
if you didn't under realize it, John Cena's run was that generation's Hulk Hogan's run. Yes. And Hulk Hogan was cheered throughout and it was amazing time in wrestling. And for the longer he stayed on top, that's when people kind of started to want to see him turn and leave with John Cena. It was, I mean, he went into some hostile territories as a babyface and still got over and still did and like kind of still had that respect. But then it became the cool thing to boo John Cena when it was just so not merited. The the greatest John Cena where I feel everyone got to accept him for his greatness was his U.S. title run. Yes. And when he because then it's like, oh, he's no longer on the top. But then if you realize it, when you just like, cause I do, I think differently as well as I, I just, I just see things differently and I hate it, but it's like, because then he's finishing up and he's leaving you. And then he was going into Hollywood and now like, I mean, he never has to return back to WWE. The fact no. that he did it last night and he's getting over in Hollywood, just like he's getting over in wrestling. And then it was the same thing that happened to the rock. You know, I don't know about Steve Austin because Steve Austin you know, he got injured, but there's, it, it's something that really looks back. You have to look back upon. And then also, if you look at professional wrestling, AEW is the attitude era WWE right now. Oh yeah. Especially we're going to, we're going to notice that tonight with blood and guts and we'll get into blood and guts. Tasha, it's kind of like I mentioned Tom Brady. Everybody loved Brady at the beginning. Why? Cause he was a Cinderella story. He came out of nowhere. Nobody knew who this guy was. Drew Bledsoe was the guy. He comes in. He takes him to a championship, wins a Super Bowl. But then when he starts winning multiple Super Bowls, now you come to hate the guy because it's like, God, I, this guy's on top. It's greatness, hate. And I think Tommy's right in a lot of what he's saying as well. But that's really where it stems from. Yeah, well, I, I think, well, in my opinion, I didn't, I didn't like Tom Brady in the beginning because he was a slim, skinny kid and he had like – he had nothing and I was just like oh god we're, we're making this transition in from Drew Bledsoe to this guy And but I think it was um, after the fact that like when he took us to the first that Super Bowl and, and we won it you know via the kicker but we still won um, that's when I started respecting him more and then the more they started playing I, I started loving Tom Brady a lot more but yeah that, that is just in relation to John as well um, but I think yeah it became a cool thing to boo him and he embraced it that was like the main the, like the one of the great yeah, things too Cena he embraced it, that yeah. he loved that it was the same thing like with Kurt Angle you would sing his song like you suck you suck and, and Kurt embraced that so it was just no matter what you did to John he just enjoyed it either way Oh, and also, like Tommy said, you know what? You know when you're really going to love that person? When that person's gone and you miss them. And it's the same thing. Hey, look at The Rock showed up to induct his father, Rocky Johnson, into the Hall of Fame. People forget. He got booed because they felt like he left wrestling. And now when The Rock comes back, it's like, here's this movie star embracing pro wrestling and he's loved. 
This is Adam Shine, host of the Adam Shine Podcast. Here to tell you, you can listen to my podcast all year round. I'll give you my NFL picks against the spread, give you fantasy advice all season long, while being joined by the best guests in all of sports. He's Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. This is what I expect. You know, I expect to play well every year. We release episodes of the Adam Shine Podcast every week. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. The Adam Shine Podcast. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Mm. We got to get into what Christian Cage had to say about Jungle Boy last week. Now, Christian Cage is going to be on Dynamite Again tonight, Tommy. But Christian Cage didn't hold anything back on the microphone last week. And nor will he this week. And Dave, I was just thinking uh, during commercial break, uh, you had mentioned all the people that were not on the show. Another person who was not on the show that nobody's talking about anymore. And this is what happens when you are taken off the field. And we're talking about other people have to step up. And they do. And that's also MJF. Yep. And if there's a role for a massive heel, you know, you now have one in Christian. And, you know, we always say, I always say Miz is one of the greatest <clears throat> heels of all time. Currently the greatest heel because he, he's such a heel with parameters. Christian will have no parameters. And, you know, Bully and I, when we were talking, we, we, we joked about how much of a dick Christian is, but he's our friend. 
now. Trust me when I tell you, you give Christian another live mic and another week of time on television, he will continue to be the hottest heel that AEW can get. And he is pure money on the mic. And he has a lot of, he has a lot of rage and fuel to his rage. So it'll be very, very interesting. And this is what I love about AEW as well as, you know, we have a card that's called blood and guts, and I'm sure we're going to see it because the past blood and guts have delivered just that. But then we're also advertising and thinking and talking about the continuation of what Christian did. And it got everyone talking last week and should get everybody talking this week. Yeah. And when it comes to Christian, it's just going to make Jungle Boy that much more loved. Like Jungle Boy, Tommy, I would think when he comes back and we don't know when he's going to come back, he's going to be more over than ever. And I love it, too. And I brought this up with Tony Khan when we had him on last week. This story is it not new. This started last year. Mm hmm. At Double or Nothing, when Jungle Boy eliminated uh, Christian in that Casino Battle Royale. So this has been a year. So a lot of fans or a lot of people love to say that fans nowadays don't have patience. I think they do. If you give them good enough storytelling, you can have a story that goes on a year or more. The greatness of Christian and a heel Christian, Jungle Boy got over so much more last week and he wasn't even in the building yep think about that now tasha you heard what christian had to say and christian you know if there was a line christian definitely definitely went over that line like jungle boy at some point has got to answer all those things that christian said i mean uh well christian he he went definitely went for the jugular and uh, but I wouldn't definitely not expect that out of Christian. I, yeah. I personally like heel Christian myself, you know, um, but yeah, Jungle Boy, you know, he's got a he's got a man up and uh, and, and face Christian now and 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 respond back. So I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to go on with that. Josh, let me ask you this, because mm-hmm. um, this was a big question and you're currently a heel. Do you feel that? Uh, he went too far and or also do you feel there as a heel there is no line not to be crossed well I don't I don't I don't think Christian went too far um would you do the same I would have definitely did the same you know it's all about getting under that person's skin you know it's all about uh giving that sympathy to the face so that people can stand behind that face and be like, I can't wait for that face to kick that heel's ass because they said this and they said that and they did this and they did that. That's that's the art of storytelling, right? So as a heel, you there's no such thing as too far, going too far or or not or crossing certain lines. It's like you gotta do whatever it takes to get under that face's skin and make sure that when it's match time, when it's go time, that that face has that fire to be one to kick your ass so bad and people and the people are behind them. I love love the answer. I love the answer because you couldn't be more right, Tasha, because listen to that crowd 
when Christian made those comments. It wasn't booing. It wasn't cheering. It's a sound that you don't normally hear. And that's a, like, they were really, it really took the air out of that building because they could not believe what he was saying. And I think what it is, Tasha and Tommy, and Tasha's 100% right. It's going to get that crowd 100% behind Jungle Boy because not only was it, it like you're watching something and expecting a retaliation, t- making those types of comments, people can relate to that because as soon as that, as soon as Christian made those comments, Tommy, I'm thinking about my own dad passing and I'm sure that's exactly what other people were thinking as well. Of course. And also his father was beloved by so many, you know, uh, here's his father's a, you know, a massive celebrity that everybody knew and was such a great guy and and taken from us way too early. And it was a shock. And, And I had said it the next day after he said it, Luke Perry was trending and He's trending because of, and Christian didn't even say his name, but he's trending because of that promo. And I don't know the last time he trended because I don't know how long ago it's been since he's passed, but that's how much of an a-hole that Christian was and what he said and how it resonated with everybody. Like you just said. But what was worse? MJF talking about, uh, Brian's dad or Christian talking about Jungle Boy's dad? They're both on par. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Bob Kendrick, president of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum and host of Black Diners, a Sirius XM original podcast. Right now on your podcast feed, I'm telling the story of the great Satchel Paige with Guardians pitcher Tristan McKenzie. To know what he meant to the city of Cleveland is huge to know that I could just drag on his coattails a little bit and feel like I'm a part of his legacy. Don't miss Black Diamonds. Available now on the SXM app, included with all of our trials and popular plans, or wherever you get your podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Uh, we've been celebrating Pride Month, Tasha and Tommy, all month long. So I'm glad that we have the opportunity to talk to Sonia Deville. And I believe, as a matter of fact, that we do have Sonia live on the line. Sonia, how are you this morning? What's going on, guys? How are you? I'm excited. And let you. me tell you why. 
Let me tell you why I'm excited because we're here with Tommy Dreamer and Tasha Steele. Tasha, a Jersey girl, and Sonia, another Jersey girl. So Jersey in the house on a bus. That, that means Wednesday. there's a lot of good people in this conversation. That, that's that's right. right. Jersey is bringing <laughs> all the flavor right now. <laughs> How do I, I wind it. up doing a job on radio? Because I'm from New York now. Come on now. It, New York's okay. I mean, right. I, you guys are still family. It's still the Northeast. <laughs> but but they're not better than Jersey, though. They always right. have to cross the bridge. <laughs> right. I, I do have this debate a lot because my girlfriend's from New York. So we this is a common debate in my household. <laughs> well, Sonia, listen, and I'm sure we can get into arguments. We, and we're not going to do that today. The whole like Taylor ham pork roll thing. We're not going to do that because we're all we're all brothers and sisters here from Jersey. But I'm sure Sonia and Tasha would agree. And this is something that I have been yelling and screaming about for a long time. Pizza from New Jersey is so much better than pizza from New York. Hello. Yes. No. Oh, absolutely. 1,000%. 1,000%. Thank you. We invented that ish. Okay. That's, that's <laughs> plain and simple. We invented the ish. I might have to go a step further and say that South Jersey pizza is better than New York, better than North Jersey pizza and New York pizza combined. All right. Now, so that's where, that's when you lose that. me. That's no. when you lose me. All right. So let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> Sonia, first and foremost, thank you so much and congratulations on all the success from the WWE. We've been talking about Money in the Bank and Money in the Bank taking place this Saturday night uh, on Peacock. So I'm sure everybody will be watching and we'll be talking about it. But also, we've been talking a lot, especially this month, about Pride Month. And it's something that we've been celebrating on the show. And Sonia, I, I know that's something that you've been celebrating as well. So thank you for coming on to talk about that because it shouldn't just be important for the month of June, but all year long. Absolutely. And thank you guys for, for being supporters and allies. And it's so important to have, you know, strength and unity and strength in numbers. And it means so much to me to know that, um, we have allies out there that aren't even a part of the community that are supporting us and, and getting the word out there. So thank you guys. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely important to do that. And, you know, talk about like, just about we've, and we've done a lot of interviews and I think for me as a host here on busted open, Sony, I've learned a lot. Like there's things that I just didn't know, the stories, the journeys, uh, the pressure, it seems. And I feel like we've taken a lot of strides here in 2022, but there's so much work to be done. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're you're always going to have hate and you're going to always have people that love you and accept you. And you're going to always have people that that don't. Um, So that's just something that comes along with the territory. But trying to make sure we expand the community and expand the awareness and the messaging of acceptance and inclusion um, with my platform here at WWE is something that's really important to me because mm-hmm. like you said, the, the fight's never over. You know, it, there are people out there that are um, still not accepting of the LGBTQ plus community. And I think it's so important to, to just spread a positive message and to also just be that visual visual representation in the WWE so that, young people today that want to be a professional wrestler, want to be in sports entertainment can kind of look at me and go, Oh, well, if she can do it, then I can do it. Um, 
you know, and it, it, it goes so much broader than that, too. It, it starts in sports entertainment. It starts in WWE, what I'm doing. But it, it, it goes across the board. And we have such a large social media footprint and, and digital footprint that I think it's important to kind of utilize and use this platform to spread a positive message like such. Uh, Dave and I always talk about, uh, and we've had different entertainers uh, come on. The most important part is education and continuing these type of conversations because they need to happen. And this whole time when you're talking, I'm like, I think I've only met you once, correct? Yeah, yes. And I'm saying, I act like in my head, I'm like, oh no, I totally know her. And then I'm like, wait, I really don't. But that's because- (laughs) You you grew up on television with us. Right. We literally saw your baby steps in the WWE and to progress to the star that you've become. That's a testament to how good you are. So that's really, really cool that, again, you have this platform given with the WWE that you're able to do all this, but also on your own merits and talents in the ring and your ability to cut really good promos and make people (laughs) either love or hate you. Thank you, Tommy. That means a lot to me. And like, you, you, it's funny because not a lot of people realize that. But yeah, I got signed to WWE when I was or on Tough Enough when I was 21. Right. And I'm about to be 29 in September. So I kind of did grow up in front of the WWE universe and you guys. And it's like, it's weird when people ask, like, what's it what's it like being out in, in front of the cameras and on social media and being a public figure and being out? And it's like, I don't really know how to be out any other way because before I was on Tough Enough, I was closeted. So it's like, this is my only experience with coming out was in front of the cameras. And it was kind of this roller coaster that I had to kind of like pick up the pieces and figure it out as I went along. And there's no like blueprint on how to do things like this. And I always tell people like, you don't by any means have to emulate or follow my path. My path worked for me. Um, My openness works for me. It makes, makes me happy but everyone has a different journey and everyone has a different story and a different circumstance. So just do what makes you happy. Now, Sonia, um, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you were the, the first to be uh, openly gay and, and out here in this um, sports entertainment business. How do you feel that now that from the time that you did come out openly and now that there's so many other people now that are just free to do the same thing. How do you feel like, do you feel like you, you've helped uh, create that path and, and does it feel good to you doing that? Well, um, I think I'm the first openly out female in the WWE. I know Darren Young was um, an out male before me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he certainly, you know, shared his story and um, laid some groundwork for him. But when I was, yeah, when I came out on tough enough, I had, no idea. I didn't grow up watching wrestling. I didn't know much about WWE. I certainly wasn't okay with telling anybody that I was gay because I wasn't okay with myself at that point. I wasn't fully accepting of my sexuality and stuff at that point. So how could I expect anybody else to be right? And so it was kind of just something that that happened and organically transpired into to what it is today but it took me years to kind of fully become comfortable with the idea of talking about my sexuality posting you know my significant other online like people think that that was like instantaneous I think sometimes because they're watching it unfold before them and they don't kind of see the in-between steps but like it was a it was a evolution of a lot of things with me um like I said it kind of just happened and then it was like uh 
big boulder rolling down a mountain where I was like, okay, I'm just going to grab on and hang on and just kind of ride by the seat of my coattails and, and see where this takes me. Um, and I realized that the more that I shared my story and the more that I was open with the fans, the more love I got and the more stories I heard and messages I would get from other people going through the same thing. And that was kind of comforting to me because I was like, okay, wait, if I'm putting myself out here and I'm sharing my story, but it's not for nothing, it's to help other people. And it's to make other people that were nervous. Like I was just nervous, feel comfortable in themselves. Then, then this is all worth it. And this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And this is what I'm meant to be doing. And yeah, to your, to your question, to answer your question, um, I think the environment has changed a lot and I've never had any negative experiences backstage or within the company. I can honestly say, um, social media will always be social media. So of course you're always going to have the, the haters, but mm-hmm. within the company, I've had nothing but positive experiences. And I want people to know that because I want people to know that they can be here too. And that any, everybody is welcome genuinely. See, that's awesome because, you know, we've done so many of these interviews and some of the stories are just heartbreaking about some of the things that people had to go through. And it's yeah. And and you figure and that we've we've improved and we've moved forward. But then you're and then you hear stories where it's like, wow, we really haven't gone as forward or progressed as much as we thought. But I guess everybody's right. everybody's journey is different. As you said, you weren't comfortable with everything. And then when you were, that's when you decided uh, to make it public. Like, what would you tell somebody as far as that are going through this that has that weight on their shoulders of, of whether that it's time for them to go public or not? What would that message be for somebody that's going through those struggles? Yeah, I mean, I would just say the most important thing is that you have a safe place to rest your head at night and you you have you have a safe secure environment to be in so that if your situation that you're in doesn't accept who you are if that's the fear that they're not going to that your parents or whoever you're around isn't going to accept you and they could kick you out or you could be left in a physically dangerous situation then i would say just secure yourself somewhere safe to sleep at night and then do what you need to do and everyone has like i said everyone has a different circumstance everyone has a unique story and it's, I, I am very well aware that I'm very blessed and I, and I have a story where most, it's mostly positive, but I know that that's, I'm not naive and I know that that's not the case for a lot of people in America still today. So make sure that you're physically safe. You're not in danger. You have somewhere to go. You have somewhere to stay and then speak your truth and be you. Because I, I do understand the weight of the burden of hiding part of your identity and hiding your sexuality it can be really daunting and really gloomy. And, you know, I had some dark days before I did come out and I didn't even realize it was because of that until years later when I did a lot of therapy and self-reflecting. And I was like, oh, that's why I was mentally struggling so bad. It was because I was hiding this entire part of me um, and trying to be somebody that I wasn't. And that can be very damaging. So, be open, be who you want to be, you know, make no apologies for who you are. I think sometimes when we're raised in certain households or in, in certain environments, we are programmed to think that, that there's something wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with loving who you love um, as long as it's healthy and consensual. So, um, yeah, I just say do it when it's right for you. 
That's awesome to hear. And I'm not surprised you, you've had nothing but love within the WWE because I think about Pat Patterson and everybody in, he wasn't public, but everybody knew Pat was gay and no one, everyone went to Pat for advice and for help and was gar- right. regarded as one of the greatest minds in professional wrestling. And no one would then turn and be like, oh, Pat, by the way, Pat's gay. Because right. no, in, in wrestling, and when you say a safe place in a locker room, you're, you're a team. You're part of Team WWE. And yep. it's the most accepting place. And I'm so happy that you get to experience that, but as well as that you're, again, using your platform, but telling others they're safe places as well. Absolutely. Well, I have to say, uh, Sonia, you're so much nicer over the phone than you are on TV. <laughs> you know, I hear that. I hear that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but Sonia, I, I really appreciate the time. Thank you so much for sharing. Thanks for sharing the positive messages as well. And like I said, we've been celebrating Pride Month here on Busted Open this whole month. But it's something that we should share and we will share all year round. And sharing these stories and everybody's journey. And Sonia, you're so right. Everyone we spoke to, everybody's journey is completely different. But it's about being together and acceptance. And I think more importantly than anything is something that Tommy brought up. And that's communication. And I know it sounds like a strong word, ignorant, but a lot of people are ignorant to the struggles yeah. and the stories. And and ignorance doesn't need to be a negativity. It could be something where if you understand that you just don't know and you're open yeah. to learn, and then we could all move forward. And I feel like we're starting to move forward. So I appreciate you sharing your story this morning. Mm-hmm. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on. And yeah. um Thank you for all that you guys do, because it's really cool that you're, again, allies of the community speaking up about this during Pride Month, but also all year long. So thank you, guys. Yeah. And Sonia, next time you come on, bring donuts. OK, uh, yeah, you got please it. Bring donuts, please bring donuts. <laughs> guys, they're, they're launching in L.A. like in two weeks. And I'm so excited. So if you guys are in L.A., you have to order them on Uber Eats. All right, well, I'm going to LA just to order it. That's what that's what Come I'm going to do. <laughs> we'll see if Uber we'll get Eats to the comes Northeast to Jersey. Eventually. There yeah. you go. Thank you so Sonia, <laughs> seriously, thank you so much for the time this morning. Thanks, guys. Have a good thank day. Thank you. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks the SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.